Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like a determiner, family, pet, ancestry. If you like that joke that I made and then bought a URL because it made me laugh. Anyway, let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He will sing again his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Uh... Vilmos fixes the website, JackieCation.com, and Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio. There are many ways to support the show, including buying the items that are advertised if they are of any interest to you. I check them out, try to make sure that they are good. So that's what you should do if you like the, the idea of some of the items that are being advertised. You could also just donate to the show if you like. The PayPal buttons are on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com, and you can just donate to the show. I haven't made it super easy for you to donate regular, but I think PayPal has. You can also Venmo me money if you don't like PayPal. My email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com for such an event. You can support the show by using the Amazon button or banner on JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com. It's just a portal. Brings you over to Amazon. You order like normal. It supports the show. Other ways is you can get merch. If you like the idea of a Dork Forest t-shirt, there's two different styles. All the shirts that I sell on JackieCation.com are union-made here in America. So they run a little big, just so you know. They're Bayside Union t-shirts out of Arkansas. So other than that, you can just talk up the show. You could review it on iTunes or tell your friends and family, this type of thing. You do whatever you need to do to support the show. On the merch page, you if you want to support my stand-up comedy, you can buy my CDs or DVD. Everything's available digitally on Amazon and iTunes and all the places where you, where you download audio. Because you can stream it on Spotify and Pandora and all of those things. And my DVD is actually streaming if you don't want to own a hard copy of the DVD, which is only available on JackieCation.com. But if you only want to stream it and just watch it, it's called This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux. It is a version of that hour. And it is on ComedyFilmNerds.com on their store page. If you have listened to all of the episodes of The Dork Forest, there are probably a dozen or 20 premium episodes over at TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com. They're just live episodes that cost me a couple of bucks to put up. So um, I charge you a couple of bucks. But there's hundreds and hundreds of free episodes. But if you run out, you can go to TheDorkForest.Bandcamp.com and get some live episodes if you like. There is a calendar on JackieCation.com that tells you where I'm doing stand-up comedy. This week, I'm in Los Angeles, so follow me on Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and all the things, at JackieCation. Enough. Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room with Amy Miller, you guys. I did her podcast, yes. Who's Your God, and it's at Who's Your God cast, and uh, Amy Miller... Uh, who I enjoy your stand-up comedy. Oh, thank you. I enjoy your stand-up comedy. Well, look at us with the matching uh, admiration society. I know. It's at Amy Miller. 
on uh, on Twitter. Yes. Good for you for getting that. It took a while, but yes, thank you. And at Amy Miller Comedy on Instagram. Yes. And amymillercomedy.com for uh, your Amy Miller needs. That's exactly right. And so if people want to know where you're going to be when this goes up, they should probably uh, check your Twitter. And uh, Yeah, check my Twitter. I put everything on my website, too. Okay. My upcoming shows. I'm always out there on the road, you know, like, just like you. Just like Get me. out there. You're about to drive to San Diego, which makes you <laughs> yes. far more... <laughs> That's crazy. And it should only take five hours. <laughs> it's 90 miles, you guys. 90 <laughs> miles. It should take an hour and a half. Oh, it used to be such a quick trip. Mm. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. You were great on my podcast. Here's what happened. I did your podcast. Mm-hmm. I go to your apartment. There on your wall is a poster-sized photo of Dolly Parton. Yes, there's a lot of Dolly artifacts in my <laughs> home, that, but we sit the podcast guest right under her. It's kind of a blessing. It's a beautiful, shiny like moment. She's our pope, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about Dolly Parton. Oh, good. I Do you know. like that? Do you prefer when you know nothing or when you know a little bit? Um, you know, I, it could it can go either. When I don't know anything, it is kind of more fun to some extent because I could say, here's what I know. She's a country singer. Yes. She, I believe, has had an augmentation <laughs> set of um, mammogram uh, uh, surgeries. Yeah, longer story. Yeah, right. And and yes she and, no. and she is a country singer. Yes. Oh, and that's it. That's it. Oh, that's exciting. So I could just make it all up. Yes, we can. Start. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll get an email. <laughs> she was pulling your leg. <laughs> Fair no, enough. No, I mean she has enough stories that you don't have to really make anything. Oh, up. really? She's, okay. Yeah, she's incredible. She's still working today, right? She is still working today. She's almost always on tour. Oh, my God. Um, which is interesting also because she hates to fly. So she rarely goes overseas, but she she will do some, like, international festivals. I think if the money's right, you know, right, she'll right. get on that plane. Or there's enough time to take uh, a boat. Because yeah. that's what Whoopi Goldberg does. She takes a cruise ship. That's insane. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like to think about Dolly on a boat. I don't know why. It just scares me. <laughs> And and the crazy thing is, she can a hundred percent afford to fly private. You know, oh yeah, she's worth like five hundred million. Is she worth? Half yeah, a she's the wealthiest country star. Oh, is she? allegedly? Okay. Yes, according to anyone who, who people who keep track. Yes, well, she has very many. She has a lot of avenues for making money. Um, but I mean, I think if you want to start with the breasts, so we can get them out. Of the yeah, way. let's get her. <laughs> let's get her boobs out of the way because people people want an inquiring minds. Because it's just yeah. Um, She's always had. I remember she I was a had kid. large breasts. Yes, as yes. a teenager. From God. Right. It came down <laughs> from above. Yes. Right. From a higher power of your of your choice. Yes. And then she, yeah, she's had augmentations, of course. I mean, she's 72 years old. They wouldn't be up that high. Right. So the current versions are fake, I'm sure. She's had a lot of plastic surgery. She's very open about it. She's okay. She's not one like one of these actresses who's just pretending like nothing's ever changed. <laughs> um, no, she's open about it. And okay. she likes doing it. Okay. Um, and she says she'll do it as much as she feels like it and never feel shame about it. But yeah, her boobs started huge. Right. And then she thought it was kind of funny. Tennessee Mountain Water. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Are you from Tennessee or something? No, I'm from Oakland. You're from Oakland, California. However, yes. Which is not anywhere near a countryville. It is not. But I am of um, Okies. Uh, So my family's all decibel migrants. Okay. Oklahoma to now mostly they live in Bakersfield, but I, my mom raised me in Which the Bay Area. Which is almost exactly <laughs> the same as Oklahoma. I uh, mean, and not similar. the fine parts of Oklahoma. Yeah. Bakersfield is 
No offense, Bakersfield, or shitty parts of Oklahoma, <laughs> but there's trouble. Yeah. 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 So my, my family lives there. My mom, you know, I really connected to Dolly's story because of that, because my mom was very poor. I always heard these stories of like, you know, one Christmas we just got an orange or whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Was your mom raised in the Appalachians in the 20s? What's happening? Um, well, they moved I, around she's a lot. But. Well, because your mom is probably my age. Mm-hmm. And um, Oh, no, no. She's not. She's uh, 67. Okay, so yeah. she is older than me, but yes. um, but literally, but I saw the Waltons, uh, and in the Waltons they got an orange. Yeah, maybe I'm mixing the stories up. <laughs> she might have she might have raised the bar of how poor they were. Right, not that they probably weren't oh, incredibly no, yeah. poor. They were very poor. They were all sort of. My family was like you know uh, picked cotton and then worked in rock crushing plants, things like that. Right, so, right. So a lot of skilled labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the that and she's sort like of, we're leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for her. So that dirt poor Tennessee story really it, it was familiar even though I grew up in the Bay Area which is night and day right um, but my grandmother was very southern very large breasted blonde hair businesswoman oh was she like nothing. sort of fancy southern lady where she she was she, fancy because there's there's two different kinds of like there's there's two different kinds of poor this is a complete sweeping statement, but poor white women from the South, welcome to your moment in the sun of what little I know about it. But there's there's just regular poor people mm-hmm. who are just sort of grumpy and hardworking and don't care what they look like. But there is a certain class of poor white woman from the South who gets her nails done and is like yes. – like, or does her own nails and, yes. and like figured out how to do gels. A lot of hairdressers in my family, yes. Yes. Oh, I mean, all those ladies now living in Bakersfield, like some of them, yeah, they're still they're very fabulous. fancy. Very fabulous, uh, not particularly well-off people, mm-hmm. but who want to sparkle in their lives. Yeah, you got you to gotta make it a priority, you know? Yeah, you got to make your own, your, your own <laughs> tinsel town, and that's what Dolly Parton did. Yes, and she reminded me a lot of my grandmother, which I think is part of the reason I fell in love with her as a kid, because... My grandma was a little bit scary, so Dolly was like the nice version of her, but she was very much like, pull myself up on my bootstraps, come from nothing. My grandmother owned a dry cleaners in the East Bay. Maybe the last right, white right. person to own a dry cleaners. She right. sold it to a Chinese family. So right. It was, like, was just like, you guys need this. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go do some white flight. Yeah. And then you can have this privately owned business. Right. Fair enough. So she was, yeah, just pearls, nails, makeup every day, you know, into her 80s. Um, okay. Which I was fascinated by. And did she listen to Dolly Parton? She did, yeah. So I was introduced to Dolly by her and my mom and to some extent my older sisters who introduced me to a lot of things. The whole family said to um, Dolly. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we had this sort of one tape, like Best of Dolly Parton. Okay. Um, that kind of was an intro into her music, um, you know, and that would have been in the early 80s. I can listen to that. That's probably available on Spotify. Well, Best of Holly Parton. But- yes. They're beautiful songs. She's a hit maker. Um, Does she write or did she write? She is extremely prolific. Yeah, she's written almost every hit that she's ever made. She's also written for other people. Okay. Um, she has a couple hits she has not written. Um, okay. Like one, um, "Old Flames Can't Hold a Candle to You," which is a great song, was in fact written by Kesha's mother. Oh, And Kesha really? just redid it with Dolly singing back up, and it is 
So good. <laughs> so good. Oh, I will definitely do that because uh, I've been listening to Top Pop on oh, Amazon good. Prime. And so there's a Kesha um, praying song that's out. It's the same album, yes. Okay. That's about her um, sexual abuser. Uh, right, and how uh, <laughs> that person might want to find the Lord and get yes, it together. exactly. There you go. So that whole album is good, but the, but Dolly's on um, that song. And otherwise, she's yeah, she's written over 3,000 songs, she says. Wow. Um, she's the most decorated country female artist of all time. Okay. She's also one of the most decorated artists across the board. She's tied for, with Bruce Springsteen for um, Grammy nominations. Oh, really? Yeah. She's just has she's had like 46 Grammy nominations or something insane. Wow. Um, so she she's won two Guinness Book of World Records for, um, you know, being on the country billboard charts. Okay. I mean, she is... Just the numbers. A hit maker. And when did she start? Did she start in the 60s or the 70s or... She started singing as a child, like four, five, six. She says she, she wrote her first song which was just about her little doll like at five or six Um, she started singing in church her grandfather was a pastor sure and then at 13 she kind of went into local radio tennessee local tv shows um and then as soon as she graduated high school which she did and i don't know if everyone in her family did but she moved right to nashville and that was kind of her big start and she's from rural tennessee Yes, she's okay. from Locust Ridge, um, which is Sevier County, which is where Pigeon Forge is. These are all amazing okay. words. Well, you got to get to this part of the country, Jackie. I know, but Locust Ridge? <laughs> yeah. You're just like, hey, don't live in a place that has a lot of locusts. We're <laughs> yeah. not on that ridge. Well, yeah, one-room shack <laughs> um, in the what? Smoky Mountains. Okay. Um, very pretty. The Smoky Mountains are beautiful. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And that's where Pigeon Forge is where Dollywood currently is. Okay. Um, oh, Dollywood. That's right. Yes. you got to go. It's really close to Asheville, Nashville, if you're ever doing shows there. It's okay. just a couple hours to drive. Knoxville. And- it's a couple of hours. I was uh, 45 minutes. That's the max on me going to things uh, outside of town. For Dollywood? I know you would think, what is it, like Disneyland, but it's country music? What is it? Yeah, Dollywood. it's an amusement park um, based around Dolly. Not everything is Dolly themed. They have real rides. Um, okay. But there is. Like the Superman ride from. <laughs> I want there to be like a, a Six Flags, like giant drop. It's just like, like it's the... a coal mining ride. Yeah. So they there is a coal mining ride. And there's also like a train that you can take through the, through the Smoky Mountains. Okay. But there are a couple of legit rides that she really decided, like, if this is going to be a destination, like, I got to get in the legit ride yeah, game. Yeah. Let you know? somebody have a tilt a whirl or some damn thing. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, there's real roller coasters and there's like an eagle ride where you, are flying like and you're facing the ground. Oh, one of those. So it is a Six Flags Eats. It is. She went and she was like, well, we're going to have one of these terrifying Six Flags like rides. Yes. So it isn't just Tilt a Whirls and and carousels. People go there who don't care about Dolly Parton, which I think is bizarre. (laughs) That is bizarre because it's Dolly Parton themed. Yes, it's called Dollywood. And there's also Dollywood Splash Country, which is the adjacent water park. Sure, there's a a water park (laughs) and there's a regular park. Now, what are are there? Is there like a sort of a rock and roll? Is there like a tiny museum? There is. It's thing? a pretty large museum, and she keeps most of her stuff there. So if you go to like the Country Music Hall of Fame, there's a few things of hers, and maybe a, the odd like hard rock cafe or whatever. But for the most part, she has everything at Dollywood, which is very smart. Right. If you want to see any of it, you, you got to go buy to a D- ticket. <laughs> and is it $70, like going yeah, to like Disneyland? Yeah, 75 bucks. Yeah. But yeah. it's like 99 for a season pass. You just get a season pass. And Do you just you get twice, a season pass? You get your, your money back. It Have you, for how many times... <laughs> 
But you got to get to Ashland and then rent a car and then drive to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Yeah. You can drive into Knoxville. You can drive into Nashville. It's not too bad of a drive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's gorgeous. I mean, that's some of the most beautiful parts of this country. It is no, it is very gorgeous. Those 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 mountains and those hills are amazing, are beautiful. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. The Smoky Mountains are gorgeous. So, um, and she's opened a resort. Oh, is there Just like a, a spa three years kind of ago? Thing now you can stay sort of at Dollywood in the Dolly Hotel. Oh, like Disneyland and Universal and yes. Universal has. Except yeah. instead of cartoon characters, it's Dolly themed. So there's what? Dolly pillows in your room and pictures of her everywhere and. Okay. What a dream. Is that what you <laughs> <laughs> So what is she doing when it's a Dolly theme? Is it just pictures of her and stuff? Or it's I mean if they play her songs, yeah. Do they play um are are they playing most of her hits at all the all the time? And some not hits. Are they playing <laughs> right right no no, I know, but uh, she's got a big enough catalog that they could go through it could just is it all her music all the time at Dollywood? It's a little bit of a mix, you know, because she has um Family members that are in music, and she also wrote songs for Hank Williams Jr. and Kitty okay. Wells and stuff like that. Oh, so, so songs that she wrote that other people covered could mm-hmm. also be because uh, yeah, I, I went to Rogers, Willie Nelson. I went to a restaurant once, and it was it was in <laughs> I don't know where it was now. Might have been in Memphis, and um, but it was uh, a famous singer. Lot of information in this story that ends. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be great. Anyway, but uh, it wasn't all his music playing above. And sure. I and I asked the waiter, and I was like, and he said, "Oh no, that would be too much. Uh, <laughs> nobody wants to just hear Quincy Jones forever, no. even though he's wonderful and he yeah. owns the joint. I mean, it wasn't Quincy Jones. I can't remember who it was, but uh, it was." Not um, Elvis Presley. <laughs> and it wasn't Elvis, because Elvis and Billy Joel, they would just play their 17 albums over yeah. and over and, and over And Dolly again. pretty much does. And, and she pretty much does as well. Yeah. So, and she's got a big enough catalog and then covers enough that it make it would make it interesting. Absolutely. And people want it, I think, for the well, most part. Well, they must. Part. Well, there's so many places to stay in that area, because Pigeon Forge is a real family destination. It's now become like... You know, it's like um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. It's kind of like family-oriented like activity. Right. Well, if there's if there's a, a, a an amusement park, which is what Dollywood is, yes. and then and there's a water park, yes, and then th- that's going to bring people anyway. And then I'm sure they're like, well, you can also go camping or, or river rafting mm-hmm. or, or the other things that are outdoor events that yes. like if people really like. Yeah, but I'd say for most of us who stay at the Resort. Us. Um, <laughs> yes. We want the theme to be strong. Yes. Go for it. My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Hey, you guys. This is an ad for Home Chef. Home Chef delivers fresh ingredients in just the right amount, right to my doorstep, along with easy-to-follow delicious recipes. There's steak, chicken, pork, fish, and vegetarian, and all the trimmings. It's all there. The seasonings come in tiny adorables. Anyway, I love Home Chef's menu of real classic dishes and delicious new recipes that I wouldn't even think of making. The Home Chef team designs recipes to be simple to cook, but full of flavor. Everything I need to cook an amazing meal in about 30 minutes. They do have an advanced setting if you want to try something new that's also fiddly, which I kind of love. Anyway, I got you a special deal to try Home Chef, too. If you visit homechef.com slash dork and enter dork at checkout, you get $30 off your first order. 
Again, save 30 bucks on your first order with promo code DORK at homechef.com slash DORK. Let's get back into the show. What's more than that theme, though? What I mean, is it if it's just the music and that not to belittle, not to say just, <laughs> but if it's it's the music and photos yeah. and, and the sheets are Dolly Parton. It's kind of a general feel. A lot of the menu items in the restaurant are kind of, is it you know, southern items. But no, no. It's just a very, like, white picket fence, all white, sort of country home feeling, like rocking chairs outside by a fire pit the, in a barn. Where is you it can a lot of sit. white people? Um, it's kind of a mix. I mean, it's Tennessee, so it's mostly white and black. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right, right. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the South has mainly all the two, two races. Yeah, uh, Right, and uh, yeah. Okay. So, but I would say most of her fanatics are definitely mainly white. Yes, for sure. Okay, and many right. of them homosexual and, men. And me- oh, she has a <laughs> oh, she has a, a large gay following. Huge gay following. Yeah, she's always been kind of on the front lines of being um, very uh, gay supportive. Oh, that's neat. Yes. Yeah, I don't know anything about her politics. It's uh Well, it's interesting. People don't know a lot about her politics in general. She plays it pretty close to the chest cuz she she's also still very Christian and always right. has been. Right, cuz that, that's what I vague I got a vague sense that 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 she's religious, but but not, but also not just sort of like in in passing, kind of like my my own grandmother would be like, "Well, Praise Jesus, but in an Armenian accent. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's a lot of cultural Christianity. She's definitely done a lot of gospel. She still sings gospel in her concerts. Okay. But she's always, you know, and I think I think some of it comes out of being sort of one of those like mid-80s like pop art icons where, I mean, if you shun the gay community, you're losing a lot of customers, you know? Um, well, in the 80s, they were, sadly, most of the gay community was dying. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it was... Uh, and Dolly's done a lot of work to raise money for HIV and AIDS causes. That's great. Um, then and now. But she's always just been... She's a very um, Jesus-focused Christian. So yeah. Jesus loves everybody, so I love everybody. And, you know, she's like, yeah, gay marriage, who cares? They want to get right. married right. and ruin their lives like everybody else. <laughs> more a follower of Jesus than a follower of some sort of specific pastor or yeah. church. And it's very okay. interesting and it's very hard to do um, and do well. I think she's just so compassionate and lovely that um, she just – her fan base is very wide. Right, because she – I think she does have some haters who, who love her – who may who w- might be surprised at at yeah. uh, her liberal attitude, or just think, well, that's just Dolly. Yeah, you know? and I mean, I've heard tales and I've seen it myself of gay couples um, or drag queens at Dolly shows that get kind of a lot of side eye, um, and and you see that happen before the show starts. But yeah. then as soon as you know our leader comes out, <laughs> everyone's pretty united. That's great. And there are gay men singing gospel, and yes. there are you know it's, it's very a, accepting. It's across the it's, and, and well, that's neat that she's kind of bringing everybody together more too, which I, I think has been something that she. It always felt like that was something she always wanted. To, she always seems sane absolutely. when you when you interview her because she she is such a caricature of a looking person mm-hmm. that when she opens her mouth and just starts talking, you're like. Oh, she seems nice. Yeah, which is one of my favorite things about her. And also that she still has been able to be pretty private, you know. She has yeah, her I don't story. Know. Is she married? 
Yes, she is. She <laughs> she moved to Nashville right after high school and almost immediately met her husband, Carl Dean Parton. Carl the biggest Parton. mystery of all. He does not like the spotlight. He is okay. a, an asphalt layer. Um, By he's trade? Retired. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's so he spent man. the last 40 years laying driveways. Yes. <laughs> in fact, um, awesome. I've been by their driveway um, in Brentwood, Tennessee, because I'm a creep. There's a story behind that. But he, Feel he free laid to tell her a, a sparkly driveway. Okay. So it looks like diamonds. So you you knew it was him hers for sure. <laughs> well, uh, the friend I was staying with pointed it out. I, it was all sort of a coincidence that I was visiting Tennessee doing comedy shows, and a friend of mine from Tennessee said, hey, you can stay with my parents. They live right outside of Nashville. And then I show up. Right. His mom... Knowing nothing about me, mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. casually, is just like, oh, yeah, um, Dolly Parton used to own this house. Because she bought up a bunch of the houses in that neighborhood right, right around where she lives for her siblings. She has 11 siblings. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and their kids. So, um, and then they're like, yeah, it's really weird. Like, we, ha- we haven't changed the decor since we bought it in the guest room. That was Dolly's room. It's all pink and white. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just feeling really normal about this. And, uh, I get to stay in Dolly Parton's childhood home. Yeah, nothing's weird. This is like a place she would stay as an adult when she oh, okay. came to visit her sister. Yeah. Oh, fair but enough. she literally lives a mile from there. So they drove me by her little mansion. And and you got to see sort of the entrance gate with yeah, the sparkle asshole. Yeah, it's literally, asshole. yeah, just a gate. And well, it, she's it, up on the hill. I Somebody drove me by Wayne Gretzky's compound out in Agora <laughs> Hills or wherever the nice. hell he lives. And I was like, well, it's going to be a compound. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, that's his, those are his gates. You can't see There anything. you go. It's not like and they're <laughs> hanging out on the lawn. <laughs> right. It's not like he has crossed hockey sticks in yeah. front of it or anything. Although which, she does walk the neighborhood, apparently, with, you know, no makeup and, you know, just a handkerchief on her head and just, sees the school buses off in the morning. Oh, and, that's cute. Yeah, she's very accessible. But so, yeah, Carl Dean, now retired, but has never really been in the spotlight. They've... But they've been together done, forever. Yeah, 51 years. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they were married in, yeah, 66, I think. Yeah. So they just celebrated their 50th anniversary. And he's always been this real mystery. In fact, there were rumors last year that she did their first interview together and she was shopping it around. Because oh. she's that enterprising. Yeah, yeah. She's so like, like, people want to see it. Mm-hmm. Like, is he, if he's never really has, have. You've seen pictures of like you see him in passing. You've seen pictures because he used to kind of go to events a w- once in a while in the late seventies, early eighties. Very handsome dude, extremely handsome. Well, that's neat. Yeah, that's nice for Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, she says that they've always been together. It's never been open. There's been many rumors about her being a lesbian. Um, oh, weird. Oh, just because probably the gay community liking her, they're like, oh, she's probably gay, and no, you're like, yeah. Oh, what? I don't well, know. it's partly that. And partly her best friend, Judy. Okay. Well, maybe. (laughs) Oh, she got a best friend, Judy, does she? Yes. Her best friend, Judy, she met in third grade. um, Okay. In Sevierville, Tennessee. And she is never not with Judy. Okay. So so her and Judy have been hanging out. Yes. So if you go to. Since 1956. (laughs) (laughs) If you go to Dollywood and see, you know, Dolly in, she does an annual parade usually. Or if you ever see her sort of coming from backstage, if you have that kind of access, um, you will see Judy. Not far behind. She is a very gay-looking woman, if you can look like a gay-looking woman. Okay. <laughs> um, right. I mean, in the 80s, Judy was wearing, like, a lot of sort of Paula Poundstone blazers and... 
Me too. Bolo ties. And yeah. <laughs> I wanted to wear a bolo tie, but I couldn't get one. <laughs> uh, and she's always there. And she stays on the bus with her. And, okay. Um, and, and Carl doesn't necessarily travel with her quite as much? No. Carl allegedly has only seen her in concert once, which I think is a little bit of a fairy tale. But Yeah, that does sound like a fairy tale. That is tale. what they say. Okay. So now, talk to me about the concerts you've been to. Okay. Yes. So I've been to a handful. Um... <laughs> Last no, two years ago, I got to meet her. Actually, I went to a show in Florida. What? Yeah, this is a very weird thing. Two years ago. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Where in Florida? Totally life changing. Sunrise, Florida, which is right outside Boca Raton. Okay. Um. So you do know how to party. <laughs> Here's you how it happened. Retirement, uh, <laughs> or you work in the retirement? Yeah, there were a lot of old Jews sitting with us. In fact, we were sitting next to Clive Davis, which is just another fun part of this story. I don't know who that is. Um, he's a big uh, record record executive. He's there, made many a, famous people, Whitney Houston. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he has name. a home in Boca. I don't know. But when I so when I was in Portland, where I first met you, I worked in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, and we met at Helium. Um, I worked in concerts, music venues, like concert promotion. And I had a friend who worked production, Katie. Hi, Katie. Um, who <laughs> went on a tour with Dolly. Oh, wow. So I was sort of slowly cooking up an ask for her over right. several years. Right. We also had a genuine friendship. This was yes. not just me being shady. Right, right. <laughs> but it still it takes a second to go, hey, can I have yeah. access? Yes, because Dolly does do meet and greets. Um they're very expensive, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars to wow. shake a hand. Yeah, but and people pay it. Do they get a photo too? Yes. Good. Um, and I don't know why that makes it worth fifteen hundred, <laughs> well, but maybe it's it's pretty huge. So she played a show at the Hollywood Bowl. I had tickets to that. It was a wonderful show. I asked Katie about meet and greet there, and she was sort of like, "Um, do you know the number of?" A, B, it's and C pretty, list celebs that are yeah, it's lined probably up. probably super full because of this town. Yes. So she said, find somewhere off the beaten path. Oh, there you go. And so I just looked <laughs> at my dates. Day after Thanksgiving, two years ago, Sunrise, Florida. You're like, I will make a destination of yeah. it. Yeah. So she got me into the meet and greet for free. Wow. Bought tickets to the show. Yep. And it was a very interesting day. My boyfriend and I went down. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And... It's kind of a long wait for the meet and greet. We're in sort of a pack of people. It's kind of a mix of like radio winners, crazy fans, and friends of the friends. The fabulously friends. wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we, so sh- shortly before we were at the front of the line, um, they bring some bomb sniffing German mm. shepherds around. Keep Dolly safe. Right. Totally support it. In case some crazy person has a gun, you know, you got to sniff it out. Yeah. My boyfriend um, had a bunch of edibles on him uh. because, you know, going to a concert. Why not? Eat some weed. <laughs> We're in Florida. Who cares? Um, if I mentioned that Amy Miller is a, is a much younger than I <laughs> These were not for me. These were only for him. Right. I start to get very paranoid that the dog is also sniffing for drugs. They're going to catch us, smell the weed. We're going to get kicked out. You're never going to get to meet her. I'll never meet her, and she'll be disappointed And in you'll me. die alone. <laughs> Sadly, that was the bigger part, is I didn't want her to be disappointed in me. 
As if they're going to tell her. Right. Comedian Amy Miller brought drugs to meet you. So my boyfriend just eats the whole bag. Oh my god! He's really nice. Yes, <laughs> and he knew that you were good, you were getting nervous. You're like, yes. fine, I'll just eat him. Yeah, so he just ate him. Um, which you <laughs> had a great time an hour later. I was going to say, and <laughs> he's buried where? <laughs> so we finally get to the front line. He's just starting to get like a little bit high, you know, and um, and we, I take a picture by myself. He takes a picture by himself, and then we go in together. Um, and then we walk off, and I'm shaking. I'm so nervous. I forgot all of my words. Nice. I wanted to say something cheesy Just, and what dumb. What did you want to say? I wanted to say... I don't know. It's embarrassing to even talk about. Like, well, you're just like, you've changed my life. You know, you're the best. Yeah. I wanted to say, you know, thank you for setting an example for strong headed women. Yeah. And not compromising and, you know, laying a path for me in some way. And I'm a comedian and whatever. I had a whole speech. Right, right. Of course you did. None of it came out. None of, of it mouth. came out. You I were just I like, said, nice Amy. to meet you. Yeah. I was shaking and I think I said, I'm Amy. And I think I said, nice to meet you. And then. Uh, so we we walk off, and Adam's sort of like, "Oh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I forgot all my words, and yeah. but it was amazing, and yeah, yeah. Um, she was so nice." And then he's quiet, and then he's like, um, "Okay, he really wants to ask me questions first, which is sweet. He wants to hear about my experience, and then mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Well, um, she grabbed my ass." Oh my god! And I was like, "Why was that not the first thing?" <laughs> That you said, and he's like, "Well, I wanted to hear. You know, this is your big day. Right. Like, and I didn't want to. I, I didn't want you to be sad <laughs> if that made you upset. Yeah, you wanted you to have oh, your moment. I loved moment. it. Did I you mean, love it? What's better than that? So I don't know. I don't know what's better than that. <laughs> Possibly not grabbing someone's fucking ass, Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hashtag Me Too, Dolly. Hashtag Not Okay. How about that? <laughs> so I guess when he was up there taking the photo by himself. That she kind of was trying to pull him in, you know, get in here or whatever. Right. And um, because everybody puts their arm around her. And she's, I mean, as skinny as this pen, just teeny, teeny, tiny. She's like five feet tall and tiny. Yeah, Yeah. just a little teacup of a person. And um, so he puts his arm around her waist. And Mm -hmm. then she goes around the back. Long nails, you know, full squeeze. Oh, my God. On the left ass cheek. Do you think it's a it's a it's a it, reparations? What do you think's happening there? I don't know. I think he's just really cute. <laughs> Aww. So I understood it. I was like, I get it. You're cute. And he thought it was funny. He thought, he thought it, was it was funny, but he was also a little high. So in the photo, it's so hilarious because <laughs> it. Like, have you seen that photo of Taylor Swift where like the radio guy's grabbing her butt? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, that's really uh, bad. That's it's the one. A, yeah. She had a lawsuit for it and stuff. Okay. But you can see sort of the shock on his face. Oh, my God. And <laughs> Why then, don't you send me that photo? We'll use it as the slug photo. <laughs> I'll try to find it. Um, and then, yeah, so it was just um, it was just very surreal. She doesn't seem like a real person. She has a real presence about her, which I've always heard and I sort of knew from seeing her on stage. Um, there are people like... Roger Ebert once said that he, you know, he's met every celebrity, every world leader, never felt anything, you know. Yeah. Very practical guy. And that Dolly Parton was the only person that really made him feel like she was from another plane of existence. Wow. Like another planet. So like a star. A real star. And that star star quality kind of thing? presence. Yes. And I totally felt it. Um, 
But yeah, then we watched the show, sit next to five days. Did you Mark Marin? You never got that? Just kidding. Who are your guys? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so you got to meet her. Yes. And, the, and the, was this before the concert? Yeah, it was before the concert. So then we watched the whole show. You know, Adam's really how, how high by she, then. Right. How long does she sing for? How long does she usually, is it an hour 15 kind of thing? Usually like a pretty solid 90 minutes, but she does a break. She always does an intermission because she's got to have an outfit change and drink some water. Did you get a, did you get a t-shirt? Do you have any Dolly Parton oh, I have, t-shirts? Yeah, I have a lot of merch. Like I the have, co- the concert merch? Mm-hmm. I have jackets, hoodies, t-shirts, pins, <laughs> records, so many things. Adam wow. has some too, yeah. Wow. We have a whole collection. You can never have too much. Well, no, not not if they're coming out with new stuff. You know, she does. But a lot of it is very hideous. I will say, um, because of her demographic, a lot of the time. Is it a little too sparkly, or I mean, or there's is a it lot just, of like rhinestone denim jackets, or is no it just sleeves. bad art? It's a little bit both. <laughs> People buy it, but some of it's not for me. You know, I don't really need rhinestones on my ass cheeks. But no, no, I'm good. It's, but people uh, do. People do. People. Some people do need it. And then, <laughs> um, but you wonder. I picture a visor. Mm, that's a good plan. It's, I know that Lydia. Uh, oh, I should. Who's Lydia? Mention Lydia Popovich is um, the greatest name in the world. A, a, bigger Dolly fan than me, so I have to shout her out. She, we have the show together that yeah, you yeah. did. I knew, I, I yeah. know, I was like, I know that name. Yeah, she's I'm, my co-host on Two Doors Down, which is And I've is seen a her Dolly probably, song. I think, three times in the last six weeks. Yeah, you don't remember uh, anybody. Well, I don't remember anybody, but I think <laughs> that I did her show at the Improv Lab. Yeah. And I think, um, yes, I know exactly who she is now. She's great. It took a second. And we named our show Two Doors Down after a Dolly Parton song when we were drunk at Dollywood. <laughs> and we were like, two we should you- start a show. Called Two Doors Down because yes. there's a, a there, there's a Dolly Parton song called Two Doors Down. Yes. What is the lyrics? What are the lyrics of a Dolly of of Two Doors Down? Well, here's why it was kind of an epiphany for us because she wrote Two Doors Down when she was. Um, she tells the story as her manager telling her she needed to maybe stop drinking and eating food because there was a brief period in the '80s where she thinks that she was fat. Um, <laughs> She put on some weight. Right. And so uh, her handlers were sort of like, hey, maybe just... Maybe starve yourself. Drink if water you for a while. Yeah. Yes. So she was uh, on the road, staying in a hotel, two doors down, they're having a party. Okay. And then the lyrics are, we're having our own party, two doors down. She was alone. She wrote this song that oh, night. Oh, fair enough. And I think for the small room at a comedy club, it was very clever. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, yeah, they're doing something else in there, but we're doing this. Yep. It's a really good one. Are there some favorite lyrics? Shout out some some Dolly Parton lyrics that have might maybe changed your life. Oh, man. That is so hard. Um, there's too many, really, to count. I mean... Code of Many Colors, which is one of her bigger songs. Oh, my God. Somebody asked me about that, and I was like, like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat? Yeah. What's the Code of Many Colors? So when she was a child, she was so poor that How her... Poor? <laughs> very Sorry. poor. Sorry. Her mom, she needed a coat for the winter uh, for school. And they were so poor that her mom essentially made her a Technicolor Dreamcoat. She put a bunch of different... It was she a patchwork qu- jacket. She quilted up a coat for her daughter. She quilted up. You can see this coat at Dollywood in the museum. What? Yeah, it's very adorable. That is kind of adorable. It's kind of a cute coat. but so <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Your mom is actually a really good sewer. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of rags sewn together. Sure. And she um, went to school. All the kids made fun of her 
And that's because she song didn't is have about. a shitty Kmart coat, mm-hmm. and uh, instead she had a coat that her mom made. Yes, and as a poor kid, I always really related to that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, kids be mean, and you just have to overcome it. Right. Every you usually survive it. Mm-hmm. So then you then you move on, and you're like. No, you're right. I don't have a uh, a jean jacket. I have this other weird. I had the dumbest jacket, and I wanted a jean jacket. Yeah, but I never. Nobody ever. I'm the youngest of six. Uh-huh. There were no jean jackets. No, and so I had this weird kind of beige felt. <laughs> it was like one of the most. I have a picture where I clearly, according to my face, I think I look cool. <laughs> I do not. I do not look cool. And the other kids always <laughs> let you know. <laughs> yeah, but and then there were like I. I had a lot of political buttons because it was the. Like, late 70s and I was like that it were, you know yeah you're like was, it's okay I'll probably be a cool adult I'll be nope. yeah what, no 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 what I did what I did my stepmother did say to me at one point she said here's the thing about the cool popular kids in high school Jackie they get pregnant at 18 and they're really really unattractive at 30 yeah don't worry about it and I yeah. was like I, first of all I was 15 <laughs> I was like, what solace is this for me? Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, I'm just trying to tell you. Don't worry about it. And uh, I was like, well, I like the effort. Um, And then just years later, she said, I don't know what to do with you. You're either going to kill yourself or be homeless. And I was like, (laughs) like, out loud. Comedian. (laughs) Exactly. How did you know? Somewhere in the middle. (laughs) So as far as lyrics, you know, it's interesting because I was obviously thinking a lot about her this morning and listening to her songs. Sure. And... Getting in the mood. Yes. So many of them are just like perfect songs, just perfect little melodies with a great harmony and just, you know, simple lyrics. Like on a more recent album, she has um, a duet with Kenny Rogers called You Can't Make Old Friends. That's it. You oh, can't, wow. You can't make old friends. Right. It's just like. That's a great sentiment. Yeah. It makes me tear up every time I hear it. <laughs> Especially because it's her and Kenny, and you know, obviously. Right, they're old friends. Yeah, Islands in the Stream, one of the best songs of all time. Um, Did she write that? Did she sing that? Islands in the Stream? Yes, that's Dolly and Kenny Rogers. I, I Written by one of the Bee Gees, though. Okay, because mm-hmm. I was like, I know that I've heard that song because I've heard. Now, what about the films? Oh, Jackie. Well, <laughs> where do we begin? Seen, I've only seen 9 to 5. I've only seen it once, and I need to watch it again. And Which is? Laura House was super sad to hear this morning that I've never seen The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Well, that is interesting that you say that, Jackie, because I brought you a copy. <laughs> <laughs> we had extras at our house. <laughs> well, look what I'll be watching I brought right you a DVD. after. That's uh, it's you're gonna- excellent. So yeah, so let's awesome. talk about nine to five for a minute because this also reminds me of uh, takes me back to your lyrics question. Very feministy movie. How does it hold up? It I holds up great. Holds it's up just so fine? funny. Some things are a little bit weird. Like they do some random animation because there's a there's a scene where they are all on drugs. They get really high. <laughs> so there's like some uh, Snow White kind of like bluebirds, like very eighties animation. And some of that is funny, um, but totally holds up. It's hilarious. So well written. There, Abney Coleman plays a creep. Yes. As, as as is his want. Yes. Even and in war games, he was kind of a creep. Yeah, like, he's he's plays a really good creep. Yeah, he nails it. And so the whole movie's about just straight up murdering your boss, who's a grabber. Is he? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, they oh, want to kind of awesome. kill him. And there's a really famous, um, this was Dolly's breakout movie. There's a well-known scene where she has a rifle. And, uh, you know, she's like, if you touch me one more time, I'll turn you from a rooster to a hand. <laughs> 
I mean, well, who's cuter than Jane Fonda to uh, this day? To this day. So a, a charming. Delight. Yes. Um, but very, yeah, who very... Else, who else is in it? It's her... Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, and Dolly. Oh, my God. Yeah, there have been rumors of her guesting on Grace and Frankie, but it hasn't happened yet. I'm really praying it does. Yeah, that's gotta happen. I've already told Baron Vaughn, please call me if she comes to set. Um, right. <laughs> I think everybody's told Baron Vaughn, hey, any way any, any of us could get on set. And he's like, <laughs> Such a you good know that show. I don't know him, them well enough <laughs> yeah. to start a parade of humanity toward them. Yes. <laughs> um, super feminist movie, which also, you know, two of Dolly's first big hits lyrically were about sexism you know dumb blonde and just because i'm a woman we're talking about late 60s early 70s country star female country star um which i think a lot of the time that the women in country music started with the feminist lyrics long before rock and roll really got hard into it um controversial opinion but controversial opinion you heard it here tammy Wynette, loretta lynn you know there's a lot of songs about you know men being pieces of shit and um, and women standing up for themselves mm -hmm. and um you know dolly's song yeah my mistakes are no worse than yours just because i'm a woman and it's a lot about slut shaming is really you know dumb blonde is really about people making assumptions about our look right right um and she always said her look really served her well because she would come in, charm all the men, and then leave with their money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, they had no idea. They had no idea what to do with her. I think because yeah. she's so smart. Yes, and I think she's business clearly genius. clearly a business genius. Mm-hmm. And I remember back in the late seventies and early eighties, her being dismissed mm-hmm. as just sort of this big boobed. Country singer, blonde, bombshelly, you know, kind of, you're like, well, and she's like, you think I could, I could just imagine from what little I've gleaned in the last 40 minutes yeah. is her going, sure. Did you want to write a check yes. or hand me cash? Yeah. Okay. I'll take a hundred percent of the rights, please. There uh, you go. Done and done. And uh, Best Little Whorehouse too, also very feministy liberal leaning movie um and based on a true story according to laura house i don't know well <laughs> it was a real whorehouse and it, yes. tried, they tried to shut it down from houston there have been many chicken ranches in our life there's still one you know outside las vegas um oh yeah but she Male plays a madam do jokes about that <laughs> yeah, okay of course they do <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't they? she's a madam miss mona and she's uh yeah she's running a whorehouse the best little one in texas she's in love with burt reynolds who happens to be a cop it's a great story of love being strong but maybe at the wrong time right they it was because of their work yeah, and the whole world is against them. And he's, you know, very pro her being a whore. He's fine with it. The whole town is comfortable with it, you know, because they all go there. The politicians, the cops, the football players from the Aggies, mm-hmm. you know. And it, and so for Melvin P. Thorpe, played by Dom DeLuise. Oh, right. The great Dom, Dom DeLuise. Dom <laughs> amazing role. <laughs> Comes down from Houston with a very kind of like, Hard copy style TV show. Okay. Do people remember hard copy? I'm really aging myself now. <laughs> See, I'm not that young. Exactly. What's <laughs> happening, you guys? She's aging before your very eyes. Um, comes down to you know make this sort of expose about the chicken ranch and um, and run them out of town, and it's just it's a beautiful love story. Amazing musical numbers. Okay. And also, did she write the music for it? Yes. Oh wait. 
Her she, best little whorehouse in Texas was mm-hmm. that her. So she, she wrote a lot of the songs. She for wrote it? a lot of the songs. She also has there are other um, writers on it that do kind of the score and some of the other songs. But Hard Candy Christmas, okay, great song. That's the same. <laughs> that's the song all the whores sing when they have to leave the whorehouse. Something that my sisters and I would just watch and sob as children, not even knowing what a whore was. Just right? So sad. They're so sad they have to leave their work, and they're all singing their about home. their contingency plans, <laughs> <laughs> what they're going to do next. Why is it called Hard Candy Christmas? Is uh, it because well, it's a it, because it's hard hard candy is bad. A hard candy Christmas is if you're very poor, and then that's sort of the only. It's like the oranges. You oh, know? it's like the oranges. It's a very southern thing like oh we're gonna have another hard candy christmas this this is the only gift we're gonna get is maybe right. a couple oh. sweet treats uh let me just tell you that whoever coined the phrase hard candy christmas in the world of poor people uh <laughs> nailed it because that is an awesome way of just going no you'll get something please uh, um text me after you watch this movie and tell me that you don't cry at that song um <laughs> It was also the resurgence of I Will Always Love You, which is, you know, arguably her biggest hit besides Jolene. Um, oh, yeah. Because of Whitney Houston. Um, but she sings I Will Always Love You to Burt Reynolds as okay. like their breakup song. Right. I won't tell you what happens at Spoiler the end. Spoiler alert. No, no, I'm 1917. not. I won't tell you what happens at the end. Okay. But originally that was a song she wrote for Porter Wagner, who was kind of the man in Tennessee who first put her on TV. He was her first... Um, singing and writing partner. Oh, okay. And when she decided she had to go out on her own, right. she wrote this song, I Will Always Love You, to him. It's just, you know, it's time to go. We've done what we've done, and I'm always going to love you, but I need to go be famous on my own. Right, right, sure. And then... Um, I think Megan Trainer has something like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a current reference. Right, top pop, you guys. <laughs> the top pop. Do you go to, like, the United States Top 50 on Spotify or something? Global Amazon, 50? Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. It, 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 for some reason, there's less buffering than Spotify, uh-huh. so it's easier for me to listen to in my car, and... Um, <laughs> And I just literally, it's just called uh, Top Pop Music. And weirdly enough, it's not because <laughs> it's all about three years old. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I'll mention some song to somebody and they're like, that's from like an album ago. And I was like, well, I'm just catching up. <laughs> it's for the older folks catching up. <laughs> exactly. Because it's for on Amazon. People in their early 30s. <laughs> that song is a really amazing um, example of her ingenuity and just crazy business sense because it was a hit. Three different times. Um, and at one point, Elvis... The Whitney Houston one or yes, the one that Whitney Houston I will always love you. So it was a hit when it came out. And then it was a hit when Best Little Whorehouse came out. And then when Whitney Houston did it in The Bodyguard, of course, it was a massive, massive, massive hit. Okay. And you many know, people don't even know it's a Dolly Parton song. No, no. I saw the musical. I will always. I, I saw the Whitney Houston Bodyguard mm-hmm. musical uh, as a play this last year. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. Um, you wish you would have seen it in my stead <laughs> because they couldn't pick whether to play it campy uh-huh. or super serious. Yeah, and so the cast split on it, mm. um, which made it super jarring. <laughs> I don't know that the movie ever really decided which it was either. Right, which I think it might have been a bad example. Because I wanted them to – the people who committed the campy part of it, I was mm. like, I'm having the time of my life with you people. (laughs) And then the guy who played the murderer would show up or whatever. The bodyguard guy would show up and you're like, boo. (laughs) 
<laughs> Stop trying to earn an Oscar just or whatever. Just one straight man. Yes. Oh, that's really interesting. It was a, a, but other people really liked. I have friends who thoroughly enjoyed it, and the music was was beautiful. And yeah. I, I liked, I liked both singers. They're, they were famous. The two women who were very good singers. This anyway. is in L.A. or off Broadway? L.A. It was oh, okay. At not the Amundsen, but uh, the Pantages. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah. I do like that almost everything's having like a musical remake right now, even though a lot of them are bad. Right. I think there was like Groundhog Day has a musical. Yes. Now. <laughs> I, would, I would see that. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> would see that. Are you and also like Cruel Intentions. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to watch that? I don't know why you wouldn't. It's, I mean, a lot of great Groupons you can find out there. <laughs> uh, I'm Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Like I like the musical version of that better than yeah. the black and white fifties version of it. Sure, but yeah. that's always been a musical. Yeah, that, was it a musical? Because there was a non-musical. I thought it was a musical 50s. before it was the Steve Martin movie. Well, Steve Martin was a musical. Yes, and then the but one it was on that, Broadway before that, right? I thought it was just a, a play. I don't know. Because Someone the, will tweet at us. Yes. Jackie at JackieCation.com. <laughs> or we can Google it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a movie that was in black and white that was a very serious yet funny uh, movie about a carnivorous alien plant that oh, came. Oh, interesting. And then Harold Ra- – not Harold Ramis. Um, uh, Steve Martin and Rick Moranis. Oh, Rick yes. Moranis. That I was love, the musical version. I love that movie. And that movie was hilarious. As a, as a Rick Moranis musical. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yes. There's also, uh, well, Dolly's put out 9 to 5. Oh, right. She does nothing. Nothing that is from her is um, unsanctioned because I think she'll shut that shit down pretty fast. Oh, she's you can't like, just Lucas? go, I'm going to, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do a Best Little Whorehouse musical with no permission. Right. She'll, no. she'll find you in a, she, in a sweet way. In a, in a <laughs> but she did do in 9 to 5. In a very thorough, polite way. Yeah. Tell you to give her, give her a cut mm-hmm. or don't do it. Right. She did 9 to 5 on Broadway, and, and there are rumors now that she's doing working on a musical just about her life, which I can't wait for. I bet. Have you read a lot of the bios? I have, are yeah. They, are they un, un, unauthorized? Are they authorized? There have are you read unauthorized. Both? I think books are harder to stop, right? Like, right. Um, I've read both, and then her autobiography, which is great. Um, and then, actually, I'm currently reading this book called Puddin'. Uh, <laughs> Which is excellent. I can't remember the author's name. I wish I had it in my bag. Puddin with a with with an I N and an apostrophe. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. it says mm-hmm. I heard about it from Lydia. It's literally just about a chubby girl who loves Dolly Parton. So I don't know. It just, <laughs> just seemed like something I should read. <laughs> it spoke to me on so many levels. I don't know why. What is happening? <laughs> what does it mean? But shout out to that author, whatever your name might be. She's on Twitter somewhere. She's great. So there's sort of just some some weird – is it fiction? It is fiction, and, yeah. And so it's just about a girl who likes Dolly Parton so then gets to farm in facts about Dolly Parton she that the Dolly author Parton. knows. Yeah, she also has like um, she's a mom who's very obsessed with pageants and pageantry and she's kind of growing up in that world as a fat girl and navigating that and being in love with the hot guy and how he doesn't want to do that in public and 
you know, it's stuff we've all been through. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, who doesn't who doesn't want to date a guy who won't go out with you in public? <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, we've all done it. <laughs> we all have. But not anymore. Nope. We um, live and learn, you guys. And if you're still doing it, uh, stop it. Yeah, uh, you you're worth better. So much more. Yes. Um, and Dolly Parton would not approve. She would be sad for you. She would be sad for you. But yeah, her autobiography is great. You know, a lot of good um, Tennessee stories about her. 11 brothers and sisters and her illiterate dad and you know it's i don't know that she wrote does she it, have but, kids <laughs> she does not she's never had kids so she was the fourth of 12 so she raised kind of a lot of her younger siblings so she's essentially she's like no i, I know what kids are like yeah she i'm know, good yeah they call her aunt granny or something like all the little yeah. cousins and stuff she never wanted to have kids. She wanted to work. Yeah. And, um, I love that about her, too. And it's fine. I'm an aunt. I love having kids in my family. But yeah, me it's too. not the time right now for me to have my own if I'm going to Well, work. I, I had to meet somebody that I wanted, that I was willing to, that I knew that would stick around to raise that child with mm-hmm. me. Like, I, I didn't just want to just have a kid. Some people just wanted to have kids. Yeah. And I did a lot of child care, so I knew me too. that I didn't necessarily want to have kids. Yeah. I mean, I have a dozen nieces and nephews and yeah. four great nieces and nephews. That's and enough. that's a lot of little Cation kids running around. That's yeah. plenty, plenty of kids in the world. And, yeah. um, and then I did want, like with Andy, but it, it, it didn't happen. And I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I guess we'll sleep in. And then yeah. we're, we're going to Vietnam in October. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. We're going to go to Cambodia and Vietnam for two weeks. And I think, and she did try. So there's an interesting period in the early 80s, and you used to be able to find a lot of these interviews online, but I think she's shut some of those down too. Um, when she first hits as kind of a pop artist mainstream, yeah. she was on Donahue. She was on Geraldo. She did all the things, Sally, Jesse, And she talked a lot about her miscarriages. Yeah. Since then, she yeah. has not said a peep about it. Right. So I think she had a brief phase in her mid-30s. Cause Where she was, she was like, maybe we'll try to have kids. And she talked about it a lot. Um, and now well, she doesn't really mention it. It was, you know, Jenna Friedman is a comic. Mm-hmm. And you know her. Mm-hmm. I think she was on the show, Two Doors Down, with you. Amy Miller, by the way. That's who I'm talking with. Rangers, you We've should We've never know. had Jenna on, but I would love to have her on. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's it's Who's Your God cast on, mm-hmm. on Twitter. And at Amy Miller on Twitter and at Amy Miller Comedy on Instagram and amymillercomedy.com. Mm-hmm. So um, so she was doing this joke about, and I don't know where the bit is now, but it was about how everyone's everyone's had miscarriages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're in a committed relationship and you're thinking about having a kid, almost almost there's the failure rate in the first three months of pregnancy is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's just the way th- that it works. Very um, common. Very yes. common. And um, and the, I think Jenna Friedman's bit revolves around the legislation that wants to insist that women uh, give those those the miscarriage results funerals mm-hmm. in some states, which is, uh, which is insanity. So morbid. Yeah. And I wonder, it's incredibly morbid and, and just hard enough. It's hard and enough. And so what, I wonder what, uh, why Dolly Parton, she was probably like, well, I don't want to, like, because you don't want to live in regret. Right. And, 
But you don't want to hide it. Like, she, she doesn't seem like the kind of person who would want to hide something. She doesn't hide. I think in this period, she was open about more personal stuff for a brief time and then sort of saw the results of that in kind of tabloid journalism. It got and then invasive. Went, you know what? Yeah, I'll just tell the story that I want to tell and then keep this personal shit from you guys because you don't deserve it, which I totally <laughs> respect. And I like right. a mysterious pop star, you know? I don't need to know everything about you. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, it's... But at that time, I mean, there are, like, drunk stories about... She's always been very much in control, but that's kind of the period where Lily Tomlin has, like, stories about her getting drunk and and streaking and flashing her tits, which (laughs) have tattoos on them, by the way. That's a fun dolly fact everyone needs to know. Oh, that's weird. Of what? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mostly flowers. Oh, really? She went with a flower tattoo? Mm -hmm. She's got (laughs) flowers on, like, her boobs and the tops of her arms. Okay. Um, And some of it, she said, was to cover scars. And she just says they're for my husband. Oh, that's neat. And she denied it for many years, but Lily Tomlin would always tell this story. And then just a couple years ago, she was like, yeah, I have tattoos. What do you want? One of my favorite Lily Tomlin stories is I saw her on an old Johnny Carson show. Mm -hmm. It was in the early 80s. And Johnny Carson said, might have been the late 80s, whatever. And Johnny Carson said to her, so I understand you've had the same roommate for like 25, 30 years. <laughs> and the entire audience just shut down. And she looked, she opened her eyes really big and she kind of looked at him and she goes, well, good roommates are hard to find. <laughs> I was uh, like, go, 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 oh, Lily. So that's dense. awesome. He's usually not that, that's interesting. Well, I think he was just baiting her. Yeah. Yes, I think he was just being a dick. Of so, course. Because I think sometimes he was. And... um and probably knew that she could rise to the occasion. So, mm-hmm. and but what if she had like what, what? What if he had actually broken something? Would I he think have been sad? He knew she was funny too, yeah. and she would have the right comeback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So banana head. Anyway, and and uh, speaking of late night interviews, I think Johnny was one, and I've watched almost every interview Dolly's ever done. Johnny <laughs> is one of the few people, and I love him. He's my number two after Letterman. One of the few people that could really keep his cool around. Dolly Parton, if you watch Jay Leno interview her, it is an embarrassment. Really? Because he loves her so much, he can't? He's nervous. He's, ah. And and, (laughs) that was my Mark Norman impression. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's nervous. He brings up the boobs, brings up the body. He's just a dork. No yeah. offense to this podcast. Um, <laughs> right. that's, the wrong, that's the wrong word it's to choose. <laughs> no worries. Safe space. And, you know, Johnny and Dave are smooth, and they also see that she's a charming, smart, funny person under this. Right. And take advantage of that, and they know how to hang with it. But it's funny when you watch her in interviews because it's just so Has Dick Cavett ever interviewed her? I'm sure that he has. I don't know if any of I those are Dick up. I love Dick Cavett. He's my favorite. He was always great. Yeah, that was like a little bit before my time, but yeah, yeah, no, he was almost before my time. But I, but I've, I, I own a bunch of his DVDs of the. Um, I've got the the comedy series, the rock series, and the mm-hmm. movie star series. Oh, that's great! I bought like I just kept putting them on my Christmas list, so mm-hmm. I've got like seven hours of Dick Cavett interviews. Ooh. I wonder if any of them are Dolly Parton. We could check after. Oh yeah, check. Uh, by the way, Amy Miller, we're at an hour. Okay. Uh, we have really covered some stuff. Is there anything? <laughs> There's so you, much to cover. Is there anything you feel like? Uh, so the best of Dolly Parton is a good place to start. Yeah, that's a good place to start. Or the album Jolene. Or um, I really like All I Can Do. That's one of my favorite albums. There's a mix of some more bluegrassy stuff. Depends what you want. Right. Blue and then, Smoke is great. That was just a couple years ago. Oh, so the, even that the has new the stuff. Kenny Rogers duet I was talking about. There's also a great Bob Dylan cover on that album. Oh, that's neat. But for my parting. Mm-hmm. Inspiration from yes. Dolly. 
Jolene is uh, one of her early albums, and it has Jolene and I Will Always Love You on the same album. So, you, you know, it's a good place to start because it's got the two biggest hits. Right. I like to tell people she wrote those in the same night. What? And those are two biggest hits. They're insanely huge songs. So if you ever are, like, doing a creative thing, you think you've hit your max, you can do more. Okay? There you go. Think you wrote your final closer of a joke? There's some funnier in there. That's it. Keep pushing. Don't sweat it. Yeah, don't like yeah. to do it. Just keep trying. Amy Miller, you're uh, fantastic. You're fantastic. Thank you for coming on The Dork Forest. Thank I would like to say that. People uh, find Amy Miller out in the world doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. And on the internet. And uh, do you ever go back to Oakland? And do the I do, yeah. I'll be at the punchline this weekend, but this is coming out after that, right? Yeah, right. It'll but be. I do punchline a lot, and and Oakland. I'll probably have some Oakland shows actually at the end of June. So yeah, just follow me on Twitter. And who's your Godcast? It's um, all about religion. If you're into that, there you go. Uh, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around. My hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?